Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to the LodgeCast. With me tonight is Brother Lucas. Hello. And Brother Bishke. My name's David. And our special guest, uh, Lodgers will know him as Nathan Anderson. Nathan. Hey, Nathan hey, it's good to be here. Brother Nathan. What Hello. have you just packed full oh. of essential herbs? Oh, I'm packing a special friend here. <laughs> He's not going to be able to comment on the movies tonight, but <laughs> Gandalf Pipe is with us, ladies and gentlemen. The, the, Lodge, Pipe. the Lodge people will know exactly what I'm talking about, but anyone else who doesn't can Google it and find you it delicious. You shall not exhale. And uh, we're packing it. We're going to pack it tonight <laughs> for you. pack it deep. Yeah, most people have been very intimate with this uh, this guy here, and it's not broken yet, but it will someday, but we'll have a little funeral for it at that time. So <laughs> we're, we're going to get muted tonight. Um, does anybody know anything about this film? All I know is that Duncan Jones, the director, who is the biological son of Dave, the late David, late great David Bowie, yeah. Zoe Bowie, I believe conceived of the premise. Like it's his own idea. It's Original his, work. It's his version of a Blade Runner type of sci- hard sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Everybody movie. wants one of those. We, Everybody we wants to have their own Blade Runner. And Everybody it, wants it, a little Blade it Runner. It seems like it's an adult hard sci-fi type of movie i've heard some rumblings that it's of questionable quality but i think it looks bonkers enough that we need to look in and look deep and give it its day in court as it were i i smell a whiff <laughs> well it's like i feel like this will netflix will also be a sponsor because we've seen <laughs> some of these uh trash bin movies that just just are coming out by netflix every day I, just for the i record, don't know I just don't for know the record just for full disclosure i am currently as of today or tonight working on a netflix <laughs> movie which is untitled which will which will be released october 28th this is a hot announcement hot and, the press. and i hot told release. the producer of the netflix movie last thursday to her Face, an Oscar-nominated producer who shall remain nameless. I said, in five years, it's going to be a street fight between Disney and Netflix. And Disney will win because they have the 100-year library of Disney. They have the 100-year library of Fox. They have the 30-year library of Lucasfilm. They have the 10-year library of Marvel. And all Netflix has... My money's on Disney! ...is straight-to-DVD content. And she, like, got really insulted because I was basically trash-talking. You were bringing down the Ten Commandments. That we were working on, yeah. And she kind of walked away from me, and I was like, ooh, I just put my foot in my mouth. She wanted to mute you so bad. (laughs) Speaking of which... Let's smoke weed yeah. from this Gandalf pipe yeah, we're and all past. take this journey. The sights, the sounds, perhaps the smells of Duncan Jones's mute. Love and light to the lot. Love, love and light. light. We're going to approach it with love and light, and we'll see you on the other side. Zip. Mute. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? 
Why the hell can't he talk anyway? It's complicated. It's his mother's fault. He needs surgery. It's against her beliefs. If my mom tried to stop me talking, I would fuck her up. <laughs> and she's in a wheelchair. He doesn't need words. He's kind. Why wouldn't I love him? Well, we done got muted. We are back. Before we get into anything, I think it's important, uh, just so we're all kind of on the same page. Uh, hold it in, guys. Brother Bishki is going to read the synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. So listen closely, because we're going to be coming at you with a lot of crazy <laughs> shit. So go ahead, sir. All right, here we go. To set the stage, Berlin, the future, oh, it is. but close enough to feel familiar in this loud, often brutal city. Leo Alexander Skarsgård, unable to speak from a childhood accident, searches for his missing girlfriend, the love of his life, his salvation, through dark streets, frenzied plazas, <laughs> and the spectrum of the city's shadow dwellers. As he seeks answers, Leo finds himself mixed up with Cactus Bill, played by Paul Rudd, and Duck, played by Justin Thoreau, a pair of irreverent U.S. Army surgeons on a mission all their own. This soulful sci-fi journey from filmmaker Duncan Jones, Moon, Source Code, Warcraft, imagines a world of strange currencies in which echoes of love and humanity are worth listening to. Now so, you may uh, smoke, Mr. Bishke. Yeah. You, you done good. So that, I, um, mean, that, I mean, that kind of paints a broad stroke there. That's a broad stroke, kind mm -hmm. of a broad outline of, of the plot. I'll, uh, um, I'll kick things off by saying yeah. that I made it through maybe 10% of what Bishke just summarized. I felt that I watched maybe 30 to 45, 60 minutes of the an feature. Hour, an hour maybe. And on two occasions, I asked my fellow brethren what the story was about because I was really focusing hard. And Okay, was, was Lucas, tough. you were having a oh, tough yeah. time. <laughs> you pussied out. I got to get this off my chest. Yeah. Lucas made a very grand proclamation at the beginning, like, <laughs> Okay, guys, let's be professional podcasters here. Keep it okay. muted. Keep Bottle it. it up. Keep it for the podcast. Keep your hot takes inside. So we're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And then he proceeded to just spaz out all over the room. He couldn't sit still. The weed wasn't doing anything. It was it was hyping him up even more. He threatened to leave. He was going to go to the Habit and get a milkshake. <laughs> he was doing everything he could to not watch this movie. And it was tough. It was hard. Bishke got very stern with him and tough. said, "Lucas, sit down." And then Lucas passed out. <laughs> we got out, we got out Ray Dog, which, is our, which is our giant stuffed animal, which is our mascot to be a comfort animal, and he passed out immediately and snored through the last hour of the film it was true but to my to my defense if you were to make a movie called mute starring a guy who doesn't talk since childhood you might want to get someone a little more charismatic and interesting than alexander skarsgård okay well, well that's, that's definitely one of the problems of the movie right it's a handicap that's, that's the main problem you handicap your film having a guy it's, just try to you can't ask any questions you can't further the plot i mean the main character doesn't Alan's speak good. um for the vast majority of the He film. doesn't sign Shape of Water styles. You don't get any <laughs> subtitles. He's got a little notebook. He's, he's, got, got, a little... he's got a little notebook. And the girlfriend in it who disappears, she says, what are you always doodling in there? <laughs> yeah, and, she like belittles. And his, he his definitely little, little is. Journal. He's always a doodling. He's doodling pictures. He's doodling phrases. He's, he's doing a big bear, little bear. 
He draws bears. So um, <laughs> he spreads it around. So basically, it's if Moon was Duncan Jones, two thousand one. This is definitely his Blade Runner attempt. It's got everything: Blade Runner, Fifth Element, Attack of the Clones. Speaking got, of Moon, I mean, you got we got to mention all Duncan the yeah. Duncan Jones's first film. Um, he, he has a callback to uh, the Sam Rockwell characters. Sam Rockwell and his yeah, and his spoiler. clones make an appearance. Spoiler. Oh. Yeah, and, no, and, spoilers are fine. And it's spoiler. funny. It's funny and it's cute and it and it bring it ties the world together. It makes it more real and that was Lucas's last big hurrah before he <laughs> took a well, nosedive into the stuffed animal. Yeah, those those for me. I mean, the thing never it has all these stories, but it never lands. I mean, that that's the fun part about it is at least is like. This is what's going down on the ground while he's up there doing the moon, the better movie. And, and it's a shared universe. Yeah. Even yeah. though I, I slept through most of it, wouldn't you say that the production value, specifically the cinematography, was lacking a certain texture or cinematic quality? Sure, it was very it, clean. Like, it was like, like it, it felt like a little, like a little flat. Like, it felt like, 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 like they were shooting. Like we still a, had a budget here. Probably. The budget was there was huge. a budget. There 50, was there was I a think budget. Maybe Forty to fifty million dollars at least. You yeah. guys are crazy. Okay, okay. For Triple it. more than that? Oh, okay. No, no. You I guys mean, don't shot. know what Netflix no, is I agree, dealing with. I agree oh, with okay. Lucas. I mean, it's shot. It's all washed out. It's shot kind of it like doesn't a, look good, a side. You guys, we got, the side we got way bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are burying the lead completely. <laughs> we're talking about the cinematography. <laughs> we, Fair enough. We Touché. need to okay, talk Touché. about Paul Rudd and Justin Theroux. Okay, okay. Because we get to know these guys while we're getting to know the mute and his missing girlfriend. And cross-cutting. Cross-cutting. And. Art. They couldn't be further apart. They don't. These two stories don't converge until deep into the movie. Yeah. So what happens is yeah, you're struggling you, to connect. You them get this bit. strange kind of bromance, quasi dark comedy between these two. Yeah. Because they're awful. Like they're the bad guys in the movie. Justin Thoreau plays a pediatrician that's spying on his yeah. young patients. He's a pedo pediatrician. He's a pedotrician. <laughs> like, like you really got to describe what what Thoreau looks like. He's not. He's not got his dark hair. He's got a blonde he looks, wig on. He looks kind of like Stanley glasses. Tucci. A shaky Stanley Tucci in The Lovely Bones. Coming back to The Lovely oh, definitely, Bones. Again. Definitely got a pedophile um, vibe there. So he's a pedophile. Rudd's insane. He tortures people. And but then Rudd draws the line at pedophilia. So the moral compass of these two is very, very strange. strange. Yeah. So, he wears um, loud shirts. Yeah, so they're you know, con- they're constantly ball. getting into hijinks with each other, but they go bowling. They go bowling they go together. Bowling. They have fights, but then they they reconcile. It's they call all, each other honey and baby. They call the each other babe all the hey, time. Babe, oh, I don't think you should do that, babe. It's very strange. So their plot is so different and <laughs> disconnected from from the main one that Nathan said this mm. subplot is like the barnacle on this movie. Yeah. but that barnacle grows to the point where I'm like upset when they cut away from them. Because you oh, get to know them yeah. way better than the mute. Yeah, because they're communicating. The mute, they're actually talking. The they're mute, communicating their ideas. Scarsgard as the mute Mennonite. He's a Mennonite, by the way. He's right. Amish. Yeah. Yeah, the, there's, there's heavy Amish. He's making you know bed stands. He's making he's making cribs out of wood. He's he's excited by carving all these things. And uh, he dresses like an Amish. Yeah, type he's a, of guy. he's a, and, and, and he's referred to as a tectard. Oh, what? What? Are you judging me now, huh? You fucking Tectard! We all really grabbed on to Tectard. Tectard would have been early. a great title. Oh. Uh, yeah, Tectard tech-tard. should have been the title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Provocative. There's a couple. There's a couple lines that stuck out to me. I think it is it Thoreau. He says, 
As long as I have cash to splash and cooch to smooch, <laughs> I am a happy man. <laughs> when they're bowling. When they're bowling. Yeah, yeah. He when says they're bowling. Um, when Rudd uh, confronts Thoreau about his pediatrician practices, he just barges into his office and says, Itty bitty titties, huh? Jesus Christ, are you high? <laughs> That's, that happens. Are you high? Are you high? That is That's directly following in, in mute. Yeah. But Skarsgård's by himself, mute, walking through the, this Blade Runner city. Trying to get clues. And he's got no express. He gets kind of an ongoing, just depressed quality to him. But he has no, you don't know what he's feeling. I mean, because he can't talk. Because he can't talk. And there's no one to communicate with, even if he could. And he kind of acted like a clown at a circus with his exaggerated facial expression. There's there's a lot of strange performances in this, and I feel like Duncan Jones may have gone method mute in his directing, (laughs) and maybe Duncan Jones was just furiously scribbling or drew a picture to tell you how to play a role. That's kind of how it felt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A lot of this, like even Jones was going through some stuff. Like the film is dedicated to David Jones, David Bowie, and so you can see in Skarsgård, Duncan Jones. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, like a, like a pseudo. There's also a lot of uh, Tommy Wiseau-esque Wiseauian line readings where mm. the emphasis is on the wrong word. So it's yeah, like, I am walking over here, you know? Like, yeah. it's Rudd has a lot of this where you're like, who's monkeying with your performance, Rudd? But he and Thoreau are having a blast. And that's what makes their subplot, I think, more interesting. Yeah. is because they're having so much fun with these completely off-the-wall characters. The aforementioned confrontation scene, the itty-bitty-titty scene, goes on like the big fight scene in They Live, but like verbal sparring. They yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. going and going and going. And oh, you, yeah, it's acting fun. And it's a whole they're, different they're movie, but you, you're into it for that. You're in. Yeah. It almost feels like, you know, uh, like a short series, like a one-car wide piece where it kind of goes this way, that way, and then comes back to something else. Similar to Lucas, I had a lot of problems toward the beginning. I think Lucas was adding to my anxiety just from being around. But but I think it's kind of like drowning. You know, Mm -hmm. you struggle for a little bit, and then you find that, supposedly, I've never drowned to death, but you find that euphoria before you pass. And that's kind of what I felt when I realized... Hey, don't pay attention to the plot. Look at the <laughs> look at the meal called fly meal flying in the window and, yes, and yes. landing on the table. Like yeah, look or, a, look around the plot. Look or, adjacent to the this, plot. Don't forget the sex robots in that one. Uh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That brings us to our next point, which is I want to make a recurring a recurring section of this podcast to be what is the salad dragon scene and by that i'm referencing the reese witherspoon salad dragon from a wrinkle in time it's the moment where we know it's a lodge cast movie like it's the moment where we know we're in the right place yeah we may have gone far afield but we now we're dialed in it's touched and in this film there is a doozy and it is it could stand as its own film, as far yeah, as I'm yeah. concerned. I wasn't even sure what the mute was doing at this point. My my sweet, goodly wife, who was staying on top of the plot, as it were, was keeping us abreast. But evidently, the mute was searching for clues. He was going from brothel to brothel to brothel. <laughs> He's going from brothel to brothel. Just, yeah. And... Dominic Moynihan from uh, he's painted up like a geisha. He's painted up like a geisha, like, no joke, like a geisha, white face and dress everything. And the mute's in there. He wants some information, and he ends up throwing Dominic into the bedroom, 
and onto the bed where there are these two giant sex robots just thrusting uh, kind of com- in a Kama Sutra position in a Kama Sutra <laughs> position just like ready to go thrusting yeah. vigorously at each other sex and going robots. going uh, wild and and then the, they cut to the out like an outside view of the of the apartment and it's just like silence and these sex robots just it's and just kind of like a Star Wars prequel you know uh, apartment yeah, you know yeah, this yeah. big bay window and there's there's to me, the flying electric shaver cars by the window. That's where the movie really came to life for me. I'm like, oh, this is batshit crazy. Yeah. And from then on, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I will, <laughs> I will make no apologies. The future, and it's a little Back to the Future too. It's a little. It's a it's little a lot of everything. It's, it's a little, a little Highlander, everything. Highlander too. This the quickening. I I like cannot believe this movie got made. I cannot believe this movie. Got finance. Thank God for Netflix. Think about the script. I mean, think about the script. I can't has no imagine a boardroom of executives watching this and signing off on this at any stage. And this is playing I, I for was, families. Families knocked up, are gathered up. together at holidays or functions when they're trying not to talk to each other. What do you do? You put on Netflix. Like, oh, it's a Paul Rudd comedy. It's a Paul, Paul Rudd's looking funny. Look at that mustache. Yeah. Uh, they're going to put it on. And holy shit, <laughs> I, I couldn't mute tonight. I couldn't help but think of the just T-bone crash of of expectation and reality that this movie bestows upon yeah. families, it goes millions over, it, of families. It millions of family, and it goes over two out. hours. It's, yeah, it's, someone, yeah, the mom comes the in. The mom or the dad comes in. We're, we're shutting this off. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah like, right? there's children running around with prostitutes. <laughs> like it's, yeah, pedophilia what, running stripper, rampant. Yeah. There's always a stripper scene that, that connects them with Bright had a stripper scene as well. Very yeah. downbeat... Uh, ending with a whatever. little glimmer of like Turner and Hooch. There's like hope at the end. There's a lot more. Loop de loop back to what is it about? What is this movie? Okay, about? yeah, yeah. Let's get to the the meaning, the philosophy. Sure. Um, okay, so because I was asking before I passed out more than once. That's like that's how challenging the tech card element. You know, just around all this <laughs> yeah, technology because that the moon had that as well, where it was a technological environment, but he wasn't. He had to break through. The humanity had to break through. And at the end, it has kind of a shape of water moment where he, he rescues the daughter. And so there's humanity in it. There's some uh, love at the beginning. But here's the thing. It's hard to think about that when <laughs> your main character is beating up a whole nightclub full of people with a quality craftsmanship Amish bedpost. Yeah, and perfect club. And a mini boss rips a robotic leg off of a robot stripper and uh, fights with him with it. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to think about theme when that kind of shit's going on. (laughs) And for me, I don't really give a shit about the theme. I could watch this on mute and enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. It could have been fun with a little more action and spice. I'm just trying to see what Duncan Jones was going for. He didn't accomplish anything thematically. but Duncan Jones was high on his own supply of this breakthrough in tone and time and space that didn't quite gel together in a way that I think anybody really understands. But I think he accidentally made something that will be lodged in my head for quite some time. I don't Mm. think I'm going to forget this movie. You're going to try to unpack this movie? You're gonna give it that much time? I'm not gonna. No, no, I'm. No, no. That's it's the un- thing. I'm not like unpacking a, shit. I'm leaving a, it packed up. I'm yeah, looking at the surface. I'm going to think about the 
random dude in the Stalin shirt playing this strange musical video game on the street. And then he says, I need my mental power for chick digits. <laughs> like, what? Well, the, yeah, the script is like fully flushed out with the all that dialogue. The script is bonkers. Yeah, there, yeah. It must have been three new, hours. The first every, cut must have been three hours long. Yeah, like, yeah. Because like, every scene has new, char- like, new characters. Every scene introduces new, new characters. New lingo. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he definitely has been working on this for decades. And he's lost the forest for the trees, but sometimes the most memorable art, and for sure the logiest art, is that way. Mm-hmm. Where, where you're so far up your own ass that you don't know the directions anymore. That's definitely what's going on here, and that's what makes it special. I just can't believe it got to play out on such a massive scale yeah well i think yeah with the with the talent involved too like they all signed up for this and netflix signed up for it too it's like here's here's 30 30 40, million 40 50 <laughs> 60 sky's no. the limit dude yeah. it did not it looked like a sci-fi movie also uh, the soundtrack came to play like the sound i thought the soundtrack was good but it's playing a different game than the movie's playing yeah. like <laughs> they're playing two different games so is this just the beginning for Duncan Jones, or is this the very end? I think this is the nail in the coffin. Okay, I think I think I I think that's he's really had some struggle. I mean, w- but who knows with Netflix? I think you know, I think if he, up in there's probably going to be a bright two, like you know, there's, there's going to be a bright two and possibly three. So maybe Netflix doesn't give a shit. And maybe they, meet, yeah. There's enough families just absentmindedly <laughs> tuning into this, and you know, just people who are curious. There they're could just, be a mute yeah, too. They're just rushing. There could out, be a mute rushing too. out content. I would be first to stream. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be the last Netflix movie. I know that, man. Yeah. Lucas, you made you made a, a very good point to say that maybe we keep this podcast in the theaters because it's <laughs> yeah. too it hurts too much it's, it's, to watch. Yeah. It was yeah. I felt it was a little too easy for me to to melt into a puddle onto the ground. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because we that. Because, because honestly, like I'm not saying a wrinkle of time was any easier. But, Actually, this film was probably more entertaining. But but there's something about Alexander Skarsgård and the cinematography, and 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 I was in a good place. I was in a safe place. I was comfortable. I was warm. Sure. Yeah. We need but a captive audience. It it, 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 be... it really it, fucking yeah. slapped me like so hard. I was so eager and excited to get here and and watch it and contribute. But as soon as I had like a Tecate and a couple of hits. It was like it felt like Satan pissing in my face. Like it just was. It was tough. Like my was, my favorite point was, was really when tough. Nathan tried one more time to rile you, and he said, "Lucas, Robert De Niro just showed up." <laughs> that was De Niro's in it. The I was I was I was in a state of mind where I <sighs> believed him for a second. I'm like De Niro, <laughs> where all the money in the world? To where make is movie? he? So um, all the weed in the world didn't help this movie, man. It didn't make it more interesting. It felt like a clone. I just, dis- I disagree I, respectfully. The well, props. should we get to our bones? Or? Let's get to the bones. Okay. I don't think. Oh. I think if if we unpack this plot anymore, yeah. we're just going to get more lost. We're going to be finger yeah, pointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be blaming each other. Let's let's go to the bones, Lucas. I think you should recuse yourself. Just like Jeff <laughs> Sessions. This is he, not... he can rate the first hour. I will say I would have cast. Anyone else but Alexander Skarsgård. That's all I'll say. Okay. Oh, Nathan. I special agree. guest, brother Nathan. I, I agree. I agree that 
it's amazing that it got all those all that talent. But I think Duncan Jones is really to blame with the with the direction, with the writing. It's just Wait, we need a bone count. Yeah, yeah, what's your bone count? Bone. One bone. One bone. Ooh. What, what what do you got from Lucas? I would have given it one too. I would have given it one. I'm just it's okay. Just, that's all. Bishki, think about it now. <sighs> I'm not gonna rate it as highly as I did the salad dragon. <laughs> <laughs> would you give it an extra? <laughs> I gave salad dragon two bones. <laughs> this one. <laughs> The story to me, especially the Skarsgård section, got so painful. <laughs> I'm gonna give it one and a half bones. Okay, Oof. that's still and generous. that's pretty generous. I, I it hurt. It kind of there was. Uh, <laughs> work it through. Work it through. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I can't. I can't recommend this lodge, but um, <laughs> but we got we got some different opinions here. So all right, take it over, Lodge Master. I'm on the fence between two and two and a half. Ooh. Because I think there is a lot of inventiveness on display. There's too many ideas. It doesn't lack for ambition. Mm. Mm. I think you can do this if you're somebody who can fold laundry and watch at the same time. Because you don't really want to look away. I recommend the last half hour, maybe. Well, there's other other parts. You don't need need to be, you know, sitting forward with tented fingers, you know. Don't pay full attention. Don't pay full attention. Let it kind of play out in your periphery. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I recommend this to every member of the Lodge. I give it a full lodge endorsement. Oh, this could have easily been a first feature at the lodge. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you're a Paul Rudd completist, you got to see it. You know, if you're a Paul Rudd completist, yeah. and spoiler alert, there's some there's a lot of Paul Rudd. There's some buried Rudd coming to the <laughs> lodge proper within the next calendar year. Halloween six. Um, deeper than that, so, deeper. sir. Deeper. Um, two and a half bones from 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 myself. Wow. So we got lots more lodge casts coming up. We got plans. We got we got field trips. We got Cobra coming to the next Cobra. lodge. Cobra, Cobra, want to get involved. Cobra and the Stabilizer, yes. uh, which Lucas has not seen. Cobra, and I don't oh, think any oh, of us oh, have seen the Stabilizer. Be great. No, the Beverly Hills Cop that never was. <laughs> so we all look forward to seeing your smiling, lovely faces. And uh, much light and love to much the Lodge. Much light and love to the Lodge. Light Brother love. Nathan, thank light you for love. joining us. Thank you, Nate. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Oh, yeah, it's fun talking movies. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> and uh, we love you, Lodge. We love you. We'll love see you, you next time. We watch. Lucidity here